When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans and those who love the Steelers so much they hate everything about them right now, welcome to another episode of the Steelers Hangover. Big reason to be hungover, my friends, because, well, I got to tell you what, the Steelers suck balls right now. And that's all you can say about our beloved team, our beloved black and gold. They're not doing well, but I got to believe there's a way out of it. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what the... Hangover is all about. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is the show in which we celebrate wins together. We lament losses together. And this is definitely one where we're doing a whole lot of lamenting. Shannon White, how you feeling today? Just getting by. Just trying to wrap my mind around everything that's going on with the Steelers. <sighs> Wrapping the mind. That's uh, that's what we're going to try to do collectively. And if you listen to my show earlier, uh, I called bad language, collective, <clears throat> collective scapegoating. <laughs> and that's probably what we can do. Everybody has their idea and that's fine. Um, who you want to point a finger at? Hey, I point a finger to the peanut vendor if you want to. It doesn't matter. The ticket takers point a finger wherever. That's If that's what you're comfortable with, I'm cool with it. Tony Defio. I'm pointing the finger at you. What's up, my friend? Uh, everything is, uh, you know, I, I I feel good. Not good because of the Steelers. I just feel uh, good. I'm okay with everything. I feel like I'm 16 again, which was the last time I think they were this bad, honestly. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's good. To, it's good to feel young again. Thank you, Steelers. How are you? Right, before we get into that, make sure you check out BTSC for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. We've got, my gosh, we've got about 18 podcasters on the network and they all do different things. I could see our good friend, Daniel J. He is right now in the live chat saying, what's up everyone that's state of the Steelers. Check out his show on Saturdays. Get to check out shows like what Ian's talking about. If you want to talk about Twitter, if you want to look at, if you want to look at film study, that's an audio film study that I think is a clinic. It's Jeffrey Benedict with from the cutting room's floor. There's another one tomorrow. If you like stats, you go to Dave Schofield and the Stat Geek. If you want to have really good breakdown on what the team should be doing coaching-wise and from somebody that is employed as a head coach, albeit at the high school level, doesn't matter. This man knows football, and his name is KT Smith, Kevin Smith, the coach, along with me, on a show called, here we go, the Steelers pregame show. Then you want a good old-fashioned studio show that is uh, the best of everything. I feel like for our morning and noon shows, our audio-only shows, Let's Ride is the hallmark. It is absolutely fantastic, so definitely check that out. If you want pure nonsense, look for my name, Brian Anthony Davis, everywhere you go. Tony's got some good stuff. 
Shannon White and Jeffrey Benedict. They have know your enemy. They will be talking probably to somebody from the Steelers to figure out everything going on in the bye week. Gentlemen, we're on a little bit early today. I made that call because trick or treat is going to be happening a lot of places because today is actually Halloween and where I live, that's where it happens. And I know, uh, there'll be a lot of doorbell ringing. If I'm on the, uh, on the show and the dogs barking, um, if I'm on during trick or treating, plus I'm still a dad. I, uh, I still have kids that, uh, and they celebrate Halloween like no other. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, enjoy that with my wife and my family. So um, happy Halloween to all of you. Uh, not my favorite holiday, but when I realize that I can do it with my uh, friends and family, you know, it, it becomes one. So in recent years, it's been absolutely great. So happy Halloween. I was looking for my costume. I was going to go full Cobra Kai on you guys, but I couldn't find it. So <laughs> it's in this room somewhere. And this room is an absolute mess. So that's why we're on a little bit early, you know, Let's let's talk about it. First of all, the bye week is coming up, fellas. And we're going to talk about what the Steelers need to do to make that bye week matter, if they can do anything to make it matter. But before that, we got to get knee-jerk reactions from that game yesterday. <sighs> Shannon White, where do you think that it all went wrong? When they boarded the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that sounds like my answer. What do the Steelers need to do to beat the Eagles? I said food poisoning and Jeff yelled uh, at me. They, um, you know, they, they took a plane. They didn't take a bus, which I think in the old days they might have. I don't know. But um, watching the game, you see a team in the Eagles that we were talking to uh, a guy from the Eagles on Wednesday and know your enemy. And they won the Super Bowl. And then they had to they quickly regressed and they had to rebuild and they've done a really good job of doing that. And especially on the foundation of the offensive and defensive line. If you watched the game yesterday, it was won and lost in the trenches. It was a total mismatch. Uh, I believe it was more of a mismatch than the Buffalo game and the trenches. It was, I mean, the Steelers had no shot and everybody's talking about, you know, the quarterbacks and the, and this and that. But this starts at the top. The blame, there's plenty to go around. It starts with Art too. It starts with Kevin Colbert. It starts with Mike Tomlin. They all deserve an equal share of the blame because the team is composed the way they built it, the way they wanted it. Uh, they refuse to accept and acknowledge the rebuild. And they always think they're one or two players away from being a contender a super maybe a win a Super Bowl and they're not even close. And when you let the foundation crumble, it doesn't matter what how close your position players are, or um, you know, and you've seen the difference yesterday between the Eagles and the Steelers, and the Steelers are years away from contending, and that will only happen if they accept a rebuild and rebuild the foundation of the team. That's something I've had a hard time accepting the rebuild. And, you know, that's where a lot of us do have to look. If, uh, if you're still looking for silver linings, they're like me, they're few and far between right now. Tony Defio, the Ravens have been 
making uh, this week count, especially the trade deadline. Um, in the last hour, they picked up Roquan Smith for only a second and a fifth round pick. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Is this, you know, when Shannon says they're years away, I mean, they're not making moves like this and the Ravens continue to make moves like this. I mean, that's a on paper right away. That looks like a fantastic move, Tony. Well, I mean, they, right now the Ravens have a better foundation. I mean, they have their quarterback. I mean, they have Lamar Jackson. They, they built a team around him. They have a pretty good overall roster. Uh, you know, uh, you can say what you want about Jackson in the playoffs, but he's clearly one of the best weapons in the NFL. And and uh, right now, I mean, he, you know, they're 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 in position to win the division. The Steelers aren't, and they have a, a rookie quarterback in there, and and they don't have a like I said last week, a team to prop him up right now. He's kind of he kind of has to try to prop them up, and he's just not ready for that yet. So, um, you know, I, I, I the Ravens are in a position to make this kind of move. The Steelers aren't. The Steelers are. Uh, they just have to keep looking within and trying to find the answers. And it's it's not going to. There is no one answer that's going to make things better. They just have to keep plowing ahead. And you know, my knee jerk reaction to Sunday's game is, you know, you have a a team like the Eagles that's top five in both offense and defense versus a team like Pittsburgh. It's bottom five in both <laughs> categories. And you're playing at the better team's uh, home field where you haven't won since 1965. Uh, that game unfolded just like I thought it would. I mean, you know, the Steelers were in every, every game this year, dating back to last year too. They, they just look like a team that's like Dorothy in the beginning wizard of Oz, the uh, tornado scene where she's trying to get in the house with Toto. They're just nice. hanging on for dear life. Every game, you're, you're, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop and for something bad to happen. And when they go up against a team like Buffalo or, or, or Philadelphia, it's just a total mismatch. And, and it, it starts, it's on both sides of the ball. And I agree with Shannon, and, and, and I wrote about this this morning. It, it seemed like uh, the Eagles just made quicker work of Pittsburgh than the Bills did, even though that game was 38-3. to and yesterday was 35-13. It seemed like the, the, the Eagles could do whatever they wanted on both sides of the ball. And they did so for about two and a half quarters. And they just said, all right, time to take the uh, the uh, foot off the off the uh, gas and, and, and coast to a, an easy win. So it, to me, it, it seemed like, you know, they have to continue to build, you know, throw Kenny Pickett out there every week and, and let him get better. We saw the Eagles were like this last year uh, with Jalen Hurts. They weren't really that good. And uh, they, they were calling him a bust, and now look at them. So I think there's still hope for for Pickett, but it, that hope's not going to come this year. It's just this, this is the this is the learning curve year for Kenny Pickett and that young roster the first year without Ben. You know what? We've talked about growing pains. That's been debated on different shows. I'm just going to change my tune on that and just call it trial by fire. And that's that's how he is going to learn, and that's fine. Um, the ifs and buts and candy and nuts segment of the show that I'm just going to add. I'm going to ask you guys this question. Shannon White, if Minka Fitzpatrick high points that ball, because I thought as soon as it was released, I thought it looked like Minka was intercepting that ball. As soon as they went to that screen, if he intercepts that ball, do we have any change in this game? Or is that just delaying the inevitable? Because Tony mentioned about them putting it in the crew, the Eagles putting it in the cruise count control which they did am i crazy to think that that could have uh, altered the course of the game early i mean i agree with you it, it would have i don't think it would have changed the inevitable i mean because there was no point in that game 
in my opinion, that the Steelers look competitive. Uh, every time they play a true contending team, uh, for the last couple of years, they get slacked. I mean, it's it's just ugly. Um, you know, the only way they've been in any game against a really good team is if the defense plays out of their mind and they get some luck uh, and a big play on special teams. And, you know, I mean, that happened against the Bills last year. And, you know, we've we've seen it. But that's not how you consistently win games. You consistently win games in the trenches. And they're just overmatched. And, um, yeah, Fitzpatrick misplayed that. He was taking interception, and he was waiting on the ball to come to him, and Brown went and got the ball. We've seen that. Happened against the Bills as well when Davis just took the ball right away from Fitzpatrick. You know, I love Mickey. He's he's an excellent player, but there's times uh, both of the touchdowns, other touchdowns to A.J. Brown, uh, Witherspoon had good coverage. He didn't have any ball awareness. Mm-hmm. He was right there, but went right over him. I really? mean, it just, you know, that, there's just so many holes on a roster. You know, the Ravens have a team that, Raquan Smith can really make a difference. Uh, they're in a position that one player might help them. Uh, the Steelers are not. So trading away draft capital is the last thing the Steelers need to do. They need to be trading people that have value right at the moment to acquire more draft capital to help them on the rebuild. And, and I understand that too. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, we'd love to have a guy like Smith. I mean, he's a very good player. But he's he just it'd be like sticking your finger in a hole in the dam uh, to put him on this team right now because he just he couldn't you know TJ's coming back. I would even question whether they should give him a few extra weeks to make sure he's fully healed because we got to remember JJ Watt was the most dominant defensive player in football, and what happened every year he starts to have a, a major injury. And his career has declined because these guys give 110% every single play. They're not freak athletes like a Miles Garrett or a Minka Parsons. These guys give everything and they work like crazy in the offseason and build their body. But when you're that <laughs> muscular and that fit, you know, there's so much, e- it's so much easier to pull and to strain because you're giving it everything you got on every play. So maybe protect T.J. Watt in a lost season, protect him from himself because he is vitally important moving forward. And I would even consider giving him a little more time to heal. So Stacy Lynn asks the question from Facebook: Can we trade coaches? Yes, you can. You can you can trade coaches, but the problem with that, nobody is going to want Canada in return right now. I mean, especially when you're only get when you're only getting 13 points a game that's i mean that's phenomenal on the wrong side i mean it's absolutely phenomenal because i you don't see that very often to hardly score any points like that that 1988 team when tony was 16 i was 16 too guess what was not they scored more than this team and this team has more talent on paper than that team on paper but when they get on the field when as mike tomlin says gets in stadium well nah, it doesn't quite work 
The other things to go ahead and look at here, Tony mentioned trading um, capital, or maybe it was Shannon that said trading trading right now. I believe it was Shannon. I apologize. What I would probably say right now, they're, they're probably going to try to trade somebody. Do you, But that Roquan Smith deal does something and lets you know that you're probably not going to be able to get what you want out of Chase Claypool. So who do you think really is somebody that they would consider trading that you wouldn't know about? Would it be a guy like Terrell Edmonds and see if he comes back next to you, see if you can get him to come back as a free agent? Could it be something like that? Cause that's been, been done in sports before. Um, could it be a guy like Deontay Johnson and hope he never comes back? <laughs> um, Tony, let me start with you. Who do you, who do you think's going to, they would consider dealing that, isn't one of the usual suspects like a Mason, like a Claypool. Uh, at this point, I can't really, <laughs> maybe a miles Jack, a veteran guy that you can, you can send to a contender and he can, he can uh, be a uh, complimentary piece instead of, you know, maybe doing as much of the heavy lifting as, as is required of him right now on this defense, somebody like that. Other than that, I, I mean, you know, if you if you trade away an Edmonds, then what are you going to get for him? He, he's on a one year deal. I mean, he's I think he's a he's a valuable player for them, but he's only on a one year deal, so you're probably not going to be able to get a whole lot from him. So maybe someone like a Miles Jack who has two years what two two year deal that he signed. So that's somebody I I would think of. But other than that, I can't really think of anybody else that they would that they would uh, move and be able to get anything back for. Interesting, Shannon. Is there anybody on your mind? Well, you said uh, Deontay Johnson, and, you know, I've wrote about it and talked about it. And um, I think in ways he holds back the offense because he he is perpetually open. He appears to be because he's the only guy that gets instant and quick separation, and it makes the quarterbacks want to throw him the ball. But he doesn't efficiently bring in um, a high number of those abnormally large targets that he gets. So – it there's so many issues that you where do you start one of the things they have to start on offense is converting third downs they were one for 12 yesterday on third down they were four for four on fourth down but one for 12 on third downs you're not going to win games like that that's i think the percentage is by far the worst in the nfl at the moment they have to to focus on taking what is given and there was multiple times yesterday where the running back, whether it was Harris or Warren would float through the line after, you know, waiting to see if they need to pick up a, a blitzer or a pass rusher and have a five yard check down in the middle of the field. And they just never dropped them the ball. They, they just didn't get it. If, if you're the team's giving you five, six, seven yards, you got to take it because there's still a struggle to, to, you know, get one first down. I think they're leading the league at three and outs. That you know, again, all this is just you have to start small and try to find small areas to improve on. You know, you can't do it all at one time. And so I think Johnson, in a way, he kind of holds back the offense. So why his value is at the highest, because you already seen yesterday he didn't get as many targets. And I think as Pickens becomes more, you know, involved in the offense and they run him on more routes than just everything outside, I think Johnson's numbers are going to continue to go down. And then his his value in a trade is going to be even less. So 
I've thought for a while that they should try to move him before the deadline. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to talk about that deadline that is tomorrow. We're going to be talking about ways that the Steelers can make the bye week matter. And I'm going to say something every five minutes just to make some certain people happy out there. And whether I believe it or not, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. But I do want to answer a question before we do that. And this is something that I saw on our our YouTube um, comments the other day. And it was asking about the staff here at BTSC. And I can't find the comment right now, but it's why do you all live outside of Pittsburgh? Which is not true because Tony is in Pittsburgh. Tony, the pride of Crafton, before Tony, the pride of Crafton, even before Bill Cower. No, 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 no. He, 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 he beat me. He, he uh, grew up here before I moved here. Okay. So, Tony, um, why do we live outside of Pittsburgh? Because Steeler Nation is uh, worldwide, and 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 you know, you guys got caught in that net years ago, and you couldn't get out of it. And now here you are. Yeah, so Jeffrey Benedicts lives in the uh, the Pittsburgh area as well. You know, Shannon's a guy that, uh, you know, from West Virginia, and there's a lot of West Virginia followers. I'm from Johnstown, which I moved out of Johnstown. But I kind of liken it to this. It, it's, it's kind of like the age-old question, actually the misconception that Steeler fans travel well. Steeler fans don't travel well. It's like Van Halen coming to your town. And then you're like, well, I'm going to the game because the, the Steelers are only an hour and a half away. And that's kind of with us. You know, we are, uh, we're fans nonetheless, and it doesn't matter where you're from. You can, especially in these days, you can listen to Pittsburgh radio. You can, um, li- uh, you can see everything you want and find out a lot of information. We do, a lot of us do get to the games when we can. We have a few guys that have season tickets live in Maryland and they have season tickets. We have a guy, um, that lives in Texas that has season tickets to the Steelers. So, you know, there's a, there's Steeler fans everywhere. And that's why a good bit of us do not. Some of us hail originally from the area, but you know, we we move and we don't lose our black and gold love. Anything else to add fellas? Uh, Well, I mean, you know, you see that, you see that all over the uh, social media. A lot of people, uh, like us are not, they don't live here. It's just, it's just because the team is so popular uh, that, you know, it attracts a lot of different people into this kind of an industry. And uh, you know, they, they, they share their passion for the Steelers through podcasts and through writing. There you have it. So, Hey, I say we go ahead and take a break. I, uh, I think we need to recharge and just like the Steelers need to recharge during the bye week. So we're going to just take a five second bye week. Well, let's take about a 60 second, listen to a couple commercials and then come back recharge. So we'll be right back right after this. It's the hangover from behind the steel curtain. Yeah, here we are on a subway train, and that subway train is out of control. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's black and gold. 
And uh, gosh, it sucks right now. But you're Steeler fans for a reason because you love this team. Doesn't matter where you grew up, you have reasons, whether it was a guy named Franco, a guy named Bettis, a guy named Joey Porter, a guy named Ben. You know, it could be one of those guys that made you love this team. It could have been a guy named Dick Hoke, or it could have been Joe Green or Dick Shiner. It could have been somebody that made you want to be a Steeler fan, and that is why you are into it. So uh, I'm so glad that we are here. You know, I think growing up in Johnstown, it was easy for me to get to Pittsburgh, and I got to go see my first game when I was 11. My dad took me. And you, ha- you have those players. And now we're seeing Stacey Lynn saying Mean Joe Green, Myrna Jane and Burt saying it was Rod Woodson. Yeah, you've got those. You you have those ones that are special. you your first ones, your first Steelers. I would probably say it was a combination of a lot of guys because, man, I was in fourth grade and they were in Super Bowl. They were in their Super, their last Super Bowl at the time being. So, you know, it, it's just you have those those guys that spark you. And there's going to be a, a guy from this team that is going to spark players, whether it be, it could be TJ Watt, it could be, Najee Harris. It could be guys like that 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 you'll always remember because we actually think that this team could go ahead and turn it around, and they're going to have to find a way to do that. So, guys, trading deadlines tomorrow. I think we agreed that this team probably needs to sell some players, but you don't want to get rid of that foundation. So let's get started with that. Shannon, I'll start with you. Who's your foundation? of this team who are your untouchables i'm going to go ahead and i'm look i'm going to give you a pass on tj watt everybody's going to say tj watt i don't i don't think that uh he's not an untouchable i think we would all agree with that so shannon before we do that i did tease something and i said i would do this every five minutes i do not believe in what i'm going to do but just to make some people happy (laughs) out there let me just say it fire tomlin fire canada Okay. Own it and own it. There you go. There you go. Do I believe what I just said? No, but that's for you that want me to say it, that just want me to say it. I'm saying it because I don't have credibility if I don't say it is what I've been told. So there you go. Shannon, who's untouchable besides TJ? There isn't anybody. I've wrote about it. I love Cameron Hayward. You know, just I admire him, what his effort, his effort yesterday, even when they was getting killed, um, his leadership. But if he was to come and say, you know, hey, I realize this is a rebuilding situation that's going to take a few years, possibly. And I would like to have an opportunity to compete for a championship. I think he's earned the right for the Steelers to consider and try to trade him to a contending team where he might get his Super Bowl because I don't want to see him. uh, The one missing piece on his resume uh, for maybe a Hall of Fame career be that he never was able to win a Super Bowl. And I'm afraid unless something changes quickly and the stores have some good fortune, uh, he's going to be definitely, he's already started down the backside of his career. Uh, I believe that he could slide inside to nose tackle and uh, more in the interior and lengthen it a little bit, you know, his effectiveness. But, you know, there's – so 
if Hayward is, you know, available for that reason, uh, because I'd like to see him win the title, um, there's nobody else on the team I think is untouchable. All right. So let me rephrase that for Tony a little bit. Would you be hard pressed to trade a guy like Highsmith or Minka Fitzpatrick right now? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, Fitzpatrick is is uh, one of the top safeties in the league, and you know, without TJ Watt in there, he's theoretically your best playmaker. Uh, so I I think he's he's somebody you have to keep around. Uh, Highsmith, I mean, you know, can he can he do it by himself for uh, for an entire season as as the top pass rusher? essentially on the team. I mean, he's been good in spurts, but he hasn't been consistent with it. And when he goes up against, you know, really good offensive linemen, like on Sunday, he doesn't really do a whole lot. So, uh, I mean, I don't think he's untouchable. No, I think Fitzpatrick is, but not, not, not Highsmith. Let me bring up Robert Cotting here. And I'm going to agree with him right here on this one. It's an offensive player and there's no reason right now to think that Fryermuth needs to go. I, I think if you're going to build a team, you want to build with that tight end on that team. I have no problem with putting Fryermuth on that list as well. Shannon thoughts. No, I, I'm needing to go and being untouchable is two different things. Uh, no, Fryermuth. I'm very happy with Fryermuth and just the only concern I have with him is one, they got to know how to use him because He's, you know, he's open and he does a great job, but they, they are very ineffective using him. Uh, and I worry about his concussions, uh, frequency, the way he plays like yesterday, you know, multiple times he catches the ball and he runs over two or three guys, you know, he's always, you know, going down, trying to get that extra yardage and that could easily result in another concussion that he doesn't need. So that would be my, but no, I do not want to see him trade Fryermuth, but if the price is right in a situation like that, you would have to listen. And therefore, I don't think he's untouchable. Let's look at the prices right now. DJ2, this is definitely a man. I, I tell you what, this is something to think about. If a team came to us with a first and second for Minka, you'd legit have to think about that. I guess the question bad is like, how ambitious can we be with what we can get? Now, GM Tony. The phone call comes in. Tony, we want Minka. We're going to give you a number one and a number two next year's draft. Are you trading? Probably not because uh, those kind of players are hard to find. And, you know, he's still really young. And by the time he gets into the meat of his contract, he's going to be a bargain, you know. So probably not because, I mean, those are the kind of players you're looking for with the first and second round pick, uh, or especially especially a first round pick. So, you know, where, where are you going to get a safety like that? Uh, what, are, what are your chances of, of landing a safety like that in with the, with the first round pick? You know, if you get rid of uh, Fitzpatrick, so no, probably not. No. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's it, it's all. I would not look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna commit. I'm not gonna say that I wouldn't make that deal. But Tony's thoughts right now, are to me, are the fact that yeah, I I would not do that because you need to have some kind of foundation on that team, and I think, I think Fitzpatrick is foundation. Uh, Shannon White, are you making that deal for a first and a second? Yes. Probably any team willing to give up a first and a second for a safety 
is obviously believes they're one player away for because that's the steep price for a safety. I can't ever recall a first and a second round pick giving up for a safety, uh, even an all pro safety. I might just maybe me, my memory's not serving me well, but I don't remember that. So I would assume that they're going to be a pretty good team, meaning they're going to pick late in those first two rounds. So that would make me, you know, reconsider. At first, I would say yes. But then thinking about where you might be picking in those two rounds, you might have to reconsider. Well, that's funny that you bring that up, especially with the player we're talking about, because the Miami Dolphins had better. They they had a better deal from the Kansas City Chiefs for Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. But with Ben Roethlisberger going down the day before Mm -hmm. for the season, they're like, no, we can get a top five pick out of Pittsburgh, not knowing that it was going to end up being an 18, (laughs) a number 18 pick, but it kind of made sense to him at the time. So they did not want that, that pick for Minka to be a late one. So really interesting stuff right there, because if you say you traded to a team, that's going to be picking in the top five. Well, where you at, right? Where, where you at? You, uh, you end up not only with like a number five pick, and then you've you got like the number 36 pick in the draft. 37. So you might have something like that. Here's a team. If they come a call in with a number one pick, you definitely answer the phone and it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And the reason being is they're pick. Do you realize the Eagles as good as they are right now are picking on the top five? Because I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they have the, a Texans pick from next year in the top five. That's scary to think about. Yeah. But would they be willing to get rid of that? And would they be more likely to try to deal their, their own pick, which would be obviously going to be late in the first round. That's, that's, the, that's the key. Yeah. See, it, it, it just depends if the player is somebody that, that they want bad enough. Uh, if it was a Christian McCaffrey, they, I mean, who knows? They could have been in on that deal. I don't think they need Minka. So that's what I'm saying. But it's just there's a possibility. That's one of the things that that people try to consider as well. Let me ask you about another guy, George Pickens. I mean, are we, would I trade him? Would you trade George Pickens right now? You're not going to get a number one out of George Pickens. No, no. Uh, and because we don't know if he's going to be able to live up to his potential, but you see massive potential. Uh, I would I have no interest in trading him right now. Uh, unless somebody was give you a earlier pick than you got him. Like I said, in a, a, a high first, second round pick, you might have to consider it. But you know, that's a hypothetical, but the rumor was last week that a team, an NFC team approached the Steelers about Cam Hayward and the Cam and, and the Steelers said, no, thank you. Uh, the rumor was that it was believed to be the Philadelphia Eagles, which I was kind of shocked because I don't really see where they need him. Uh, you know, but it, depending on what they were willing to give up, you you might have filled two situations. One, you know, getting him to a team where he does have a chance to win a championship and bringing in a, a high-quality pick, you know, depending on what they were willing to give up. That that was been interesting. Well, they gave up, I believe, a fourth rounder. Am I correct for Robert Quinn? Yes, I think it was a fourth. Yeah. So that's probably 
you might have you might have been looking at a fourth rounder. Maybe a three is uh, probably the best you would have actually got in that situation. But I, I just don't, I just don't think so. I, I really, uh, I, I really think it would have been a fourth, and then you've got to decide. Hey, is is Cam Hayward getting rid of him right now to go ahead and you know get a fourth round pick? So I'm not sure, Tony. Uh, probably probably be a fourth because because of his age and uh, you know as, as Shannon said, they don't necessarily need him. So you know you're not gonna be desperate to give up anything, anything more for him. Now, if it's a, a team that, that truly needs a guy like that to, to come in and make, be a difference maker, you might get more for him, but a team like the Eagles, no, uh, I, I would, I, I don't see them giving up more than a fourth round pick for a Cam Hayward. I'm not, look, I'm not a big fan of trades as I'm reading that on the, uh, the live chat right now. I mean, really not, but if it's a guy that, that is not going to be a factor in 2023 and beyond, especially somebody with somebody with a contract that they might not be here anyways, you know, then go ahead and make that deal. But, you know, I, I don't really think that uh, they're going to be a fire cell team here. I really don't. But what we got to figure out here is how do you make the bye week better? Now, if you're going to go ahead and think that, because the, the Steelers, they're not tanking. They do not want to tank. That's that's not a thing. So you've got to understand that fans want them to tank because they want that top draft pick. And I could actually see the Steelers getting the number one overall draft pick if they would. I don't think that would happen because there's some sucky teams out there. The Carolina Panthers. Steelers are going to beat the Carolina Panthers. I'm telling you that right now. That's that's a team that I probably think I think they are tanking. But you know, with this team, you don't expect them to to go oh and forever with the oh and nine down the road. You just don't expect that to happen. And with that being said, they're they're probably picking around seven or eight next year. Is probably what's going to be happen happening. Am I uh, am I a little too optimistic here? I, well, I honestly, I, I've been saying for a few years now I, that, that they're one of those two dozen teams in the league that are that you know are a few plays away over the course of the year from finishing anywhere between six and ten, six and eleven now, and eleven and six. But I don't think they're that team anymore. I think they are they are a team that would be lucky to get the six wins. Yeah, you know, that, that's that's just how they looked at me. Like the offense just has not progressed at all, uh, even with Pickett in there. But I understand that because he's a rookie. And as far as the defense, to me, that's a, a massive disappointment. I, I think you know this secondary, the corners especially, they're just to me they're they're big disappointments. Keller Witherspoon is just a huge disappointment to me. And Levi Wallace, when he's been in there, when he's not been injured, he's just been, you know, not the upgrade over Joe Hayden that, that I thought that people were saying he would be. And, and I love I love Cam Sutton. Uh, but these are all uh, three number twos, and and uh, we said in the in the offseason that the, the way to make that secondary better is to get after the quarterback, and obviously they're not able to do that all that well without Watt in there. So I just think overall the, the product just is not it's not up to snuff as far as being a team that can stay in the thick of it. So I, I think this you know they might be a five or six win team. 
here's what I'm trying to say about tanking real quick. If BTSC came to me and said, bad, if ratings don't get better, we're going to bring in Howard Stern to replace you. We already found out we can get Howard Stern and get rid of you. And so ratings have to go up. So what am I going to do? I'm going to do everything I can to keep my job. So the players are going to do that. Do you think the players, I mean, if you're on the offensive line, do you think they want to tank? So you bring a stud offensive lineman in or a stud defensive lineman in or, or a stud corner in. They don't want that stud corner coming in. They want a stud player somewhere else. I sat in a mall in 2007 next to Ryan Clark during an autograph signing. Uh, not next to him. I was like uh, two people down, but he kept yelling down to me. He was like, hey, who's uh, we pick yet? Because it was during the draft. <laughs> and when the Steelers picked Lawrence Timmons, he was, oh, that, that, that guy's good. And he was excited. If it was a safety, how excited would have he been? Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. I mean, would have he been more excited if they would have brought in a safety? Because that, I mean, Palomalo's there. So that, that could mean that that could have been his job. So th- that's all I'm saying. The The players don't want to, um, somebody, somebody I really respect on here said, hey, there's no shame in tanking at this point. I get that, but the players don't want to tank. The, they don't, they don't want to, they don't want that stud coming in. They don't want to be replaced. So that's just, that's just my thought on that. So Shannon and Tony, we're going to get ready to wrap up soon. Let me ask you this. How do you make this bye week matter for 2022 and ultimately 2023? Who do you want to go first? I'll go with Shannon. Well, I've noticed a lot of, you know, we're, we're sitting and, and it was like, okay, well, the, the Steelers can win this game and this game and this game, and they're going to lose this. And um, I don't know what anybody's seeing at the moment that makes them think that the Steelers can beat anybody, to be honest with you. Um, you know, New Orleans Saints is our next opponent in uh, Pittsburgh. And the Saints just shut out the Raiders with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and Jacobs and, and all their talented players and team, they beat them 24 to nothing. I think was the score yesterday. Uh, if the Raiders can't even, you know, crack the scoreboard against that Saints defense. Um, and yeah, the Saints have Andy Dalton at quarterback, but they also have um, Kamara. They have, you know, uh, Thomas, they have Hill. They have other talented guys. Um, I think people chalking that up as a victory is they're seeing something that I'm not seeing. Um, I don't know if firing people is the right answer. Uh, I don't know in any other position or profession that Matt Canada would still have a job. <laughs> um, I really don't. I mean, because they are historically bad on offense and they were really bad last year with the hall of fame quarterback who, help them win some games, you know, by pulling stuff out of his rear end at the end. But the, the, he's no longer around, and that offense is atrocious. It's really, really bad. Um, you know, you're talking about the Carolina Panthers. They threw a, a whatever it was, a 57-yard Hail Mary there at the end of the game and, and had a chance to win that game and missed the field goal. 
Yeah, um, but you know why they missed that extra point? Oh, I see. The guy took his helmet off. Yeah. 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 Ridiculous. But, but, yeah. You know, that's, again, a lot. there's a lot of bad coaching. There's a lot of undisciplined players. And you see it all around the league. Well, we're seeing it in Pittsburgh now. And, you know, as KT said, uh, this, you know, today in Slack, you know, these mistakes and these pre-snap penalties and all that is, you know, it falls on the offensive coordinator. You know, they're they're hurting themselves before they ever snap the ball, and they're not good after they snap the ball. So, you know, I don't know if, if firing somebody is the answer, but something's got to change because if nothing changes, nothing changes. And and I'll leave it at that. I don't know what the, the answer here is here at the bye week, but they've got to start accepting who they are, accepting reality, and try to improve in this second part of the season, not focus on wins and losses. Tony, one thing that Jeff Hardman said is that, you know, he doesn't expect them to get rid of Matt Canada because Matt Canada actually protects Kenny Pickett from criticism right now and all i'm saying is what do you have to lose by getting rid of uh, shannon you want that one just one thing he protects mike tomlin he deflects all the blame right now is going to matt canada if they fire matt canada and nothing changes then tomlin's seat's going to get a little warmer and, I, and i'll just leave it at that Okay. Well, that's that's not the way to run a team. Tony, go ahead. Uh, but what was the question? I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know. Shannon jumped in. <laughs> it was well. Like, I mean, do you do you well, agree? What benefits do you think the benefits of getting rid of Canada right now outweigh keeping him? Uh, as far as uh, schematics, I guess you would you would it, it, you would be able to maybe have a different voice uh calling the plays and 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 the sequencing as far as the playbook that's not going to change you're not going to overhaul the playbook with a young quarterback uh so I, I don't know if it would help all that much other than maybe this guy meaning canada's not the greatest guy to work with from what i hear so that might that might help um uh especially for a young quarterback maybe he's more comfortable and and and, and he would it would he would uh benefit i think the thing that, that they, they can do to make the bye week better and this is going to sound cliche is just to make things simpler for not, I shouldn't say more simple for Pickett, but figure out what he, what he does, what he's more comfortable with right now, the place that he's comfortable with running and, uh, and, and, and do that. We hear this all the time with young quarterbacks, simplify the offense, uh, do the things that, that, that they are comfortable with and, and, and you might get a better product. As far as the defense, I, I'm beginning to wonder if, if guys like Josh Jackson, uh, might be uh, able to steal jobs from Keller Witherspoon and, and, and those kind of guys. So uh, that's what I would do on defense. I, I would find out if, if maybe these guys are worthy uh, to start, start uh, on, on defense in the secondary. All right. I don't have answers either. Uh, and Shannon, go ahead. I, I have one more. You're killing me, I, Shannon. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But – we're watching an offensive line struggle so mightily to try to do anything on the ground in the running game. Uh, if you watch the decisiveness of Jalen Warren and you watch the hesit hesitancy of uh, 
Najee Harris. They need to use Warren because a a running back who will quickly and aggressively hit the hole can really do wonders for a running game and assist an offensive line that's struggling. That, to me, would be the easiest and the quickest possible change, positive change on offense. Yeah, you know what? There's there you go. Thank you for that. I was just joking with you on that. Um, my uh, transition to that is now I've got to jump in on uh, Najee Harris. Yeah, he looks tentative. He he really does. And Jalen Warren is raring and ready to go. That might be actually one of the uh, one of the most obvious fixes that everybody thinks isn't obvious because you can't you can't bench a first rounder for a for this guy for an undrafted free agent but why not you play the better player and that's all there is to it and you know the Steelers have done that in the past they made gosh they made Willie Parker your number one running back in 2005 over a Hall of Famer and then Hall of Famer was fine so because they were winning so there there's so many things to look at you know we are not right there this is not a quick fix. It's not like the Ravens going and getting Roquan Smith. So tomorrow's going to be really interesting to see what happens. You should keep it right here on BTSC to find out everywhere we're going this. I have a feeling there's going to be some breaking news podcast tomorrow to let everybody know what's going on. If there is a Steeler traded, you're going to see it and you're going to find out right away. So stick to the editorial site check out here for breaking news podcast as well it's going to be interesting as the trade deadline is here and we've the Steelers have been talked about in the trade deadline so much this year that we normally don't hear that so tony shannon have a great night um enjoy trick-or-treat make sure that uh make sure that you check all the candy that you get i know that's my job i'm like well that that full-size snicker bar looks dangerous i might have to eat half of it um (laughs) so there you go so gentlemen have a great night we will see you next week we will be here in the same time we are we're going to be still hungover from this game so the hangover will continue we'll be hungover from by week we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about so for shannon white for Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. We can't do these shows without you. Thank you all. And just when you think you've got all of the answers, we keep changing the questions. Shannon, take us home. Woo! Woo, indeed. We'll see ya.